You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here. And today's episode, we're gonna be doing a deal analysis for an 11 unit apartment building in Aurora. So this is one that closed in quarter three of 2020. So as most of you know, the residential lending world definitely had some ups and downs and the commercial lending world had a lot more ups and downs and volatility than the residential uh, side. So we're gonna go through, talk about the property, talk about the COVID curveballs, and my co-host today is Preston Newberry. Preston, how's it going? Great, Chris. Thanks for having me on again, man. I'm really looking forward to chatting about this one. Yeah, this one. I mean, this one is actually a very good one to do a case study on. And you know, this is one that Preston took the lead on, put it together. So. He'll kind of walk us through all the details. So for our client here, this was a a new client, out of state, and a first time a property investor. But basically, he um, you know he's retired, looking to invest uh, in some rental properties, and then a few years later, move out to Denver to relocate. So we did a lot of you know work up front. And um, we actually started talking kind of right when COVID hit or maybe right before COVID. Yeah, it was just before COVID. Um, I think when we so, first started talking to yeah, him. Yeah, when we first started talking to him and there was a lot of new things happening here with him getting into real estate investing, obviously in a market that he didn't live in um, and jumping right into, you know, the multifamily side of things. So there was a lot of, a lot of wheels turning with this deal. Yeah. And this definitely, I mean, just, you know, because of COVID, just it took kind of a couple months to kind of get everything in process and streamlined and also just to make sure that the world was not going to fall apart back then. Yeah. Um, and so one of the big things is we would start, you know, underwriting properties. We had sent him over a handful of properties and a couple days later, the terms from our lenders were completely changed. We're like, I oh mean, yeah, day by we can't day, do it we anymore. Changing. Yeah, it was crazy. Day by day, it was all changing. And so finally, we kind of put the brakes on for a couple of weeks just to kind of see what was going to happen within the world. And, and we're watching this deal. And when things started to kind of settle down a little bit, we decided to pull the trigger. Yeah. And basically for this property, Preston, if I recall, because actually I didn't walk this one because of COVID, um, 11 units, I mean, all in pretty good shape, right? Some yeah, they were all sides in... and maybe a couple of light remodels. Yeah, I needed a couple, some light remodel and a couple of the units, but overall they were in really, really good shape. The seller had taken really good care of the building overall. Um, and it just made sense with the location. We know this area very, very well and knew, knew the rent comps over there. And so there's some upside in the rent comps and um, had some long-term tenants in it, which was another big upside for us, especially with all the COVID stuff going on. There were long-term tenants in place, um, some Section 8, some not, but they were all you know good paying tenants. So that was another big consideration that we took into account with this deal is making sure, you know, obviously with COVID happening and not knowing what was going to happen, if we were going to buy a property, we want to make sure that it was stabilized and had you know, good paying tenants in it. And I mean, this is a, you know, a, a very important thing, especially now with COVID during the due diligence period is really getting all the rent rolls and making sure, Hey, who's paying, who's on payment plans are people fiddling with fudging the numbers here, like really dig into that. So that was, I remember a big thing that we were, yeah, there was a lot of work going on there, that, especially with 11 units, right? I mean, that's yeah. a lot of, a lot of leases to go through and a lot of rent roll to look at. So, uh, where'd you find this property? This one was on the MLS, like okay. a big percentage of, of the stuff that we find, Chris. Okay. So found it on there and just kind of going through the details here. So just walk us through like the whole property and location around there, Preston. Yeah. So this is not far from the Anschutz Medical Complex and, and all the Aurora stuff that's going on over there. Also, um, really close to Stapleton. Um, 
So location wise, there's a lot of stuff happening over there, a lot of upside. There's tons of construction, tons of development. So overall, we just really like that area. Um, you know, and and the properties that are built over there, especially the multi-units, are all nice big brick stable multi-units that are really well constructed. So from a repairs and maintenance side of things, um, it's gonna make life a lot easier on on a buyer. And is this that 1.5 million? You got under contract and closed at 1.4, right? Correct. Yeah. What, uh, how were you able to get the $100,000 haircut? Uh, I mean, we know the comps in the area. We know, you know, kind of what stuff is trading for at a cap rate basis over there. And obviously this was in the middle of COVID. And so, um, you know, there was an opportunity there for us and, and the sellers were really good to work with. Um, I really enjoyed working with these guys over there. And um, it was one of those things where the seller just wanted to wash his hands and get away from it. And the numbers still made sense for everybody. And uh, we were able to put a deal to deal together. Great. All right. So actually going through the specific contract details, um, talk about how we found the prop, the MLS, um, got under contract at 1.4, which yep. I imagine that was just your normal wheeling and dealing, negotiating yep, and negotiating. And, you know, a, a lot of times with the multi-units, it's all by the numbers, right? And so whenever you can lay down and, and put together a really nice, concise package to send to a listing agent or seller about, Hey, this is why we think the value is here. Here's how we justify that. It really makes life a lot easier rather than, you know, just kind of throwing something against the wall to make it stick. So whenever you can present a nice, well put together package with, you know, good, good comps, it really helps. Now, I remember when we did the inspection, there were some pretty good, pretty big concerns on there. Yeah. Um, obviously this is an older building. I mean, it was built, I believe in, in the fifties, um, Biggest concern for us was, or one of the big concerns was the boiler. All these bigger units will have typically have big boilers. This was actually the original boiler. So, um, you know, the boilers can be one of those things that will last 50, 60, 70 years, as long as they're maintained and taken care of. Um, this one was kind of at the end of its life. I mean, they maintained it, they taken good care of it, but it's definitely going to need to be replaced, especially um, looking down the long term. So that was a big concern of ours that came up um, during the inspection. And then um, they had some balconies on a couple of the units that were just deteriorated and needed a little bit of love. So nothing crazy, but definitely a, a big safety thing, right? I mean, well, they need some new bolts to yeah, they needed some bolts and uh, and a little bit of welding, but um, overall it ended up not being uh, terribly expensive, but it was just a, a big concern for us on the safety side of things. What was the estimate for the boiler and balcony replacements? Uh, just over 40 grand, if I remember correctly, okay. um, you know, and that was obviously taken into account. Um, a little bit of, of uh, wiggle room to make sure that, you know, we, we didn't get ourselves in a bind. But um, my understanding is I think some of the work actually came in a little bit less than that. So the, the buyer was, was happy with that. That's great. And then what were you able to negotiate for the seller concession? So that was another nice thing, working with these guys, um, really professional on the other side of the, of the team. And so we negotiated a $25,000 credit, basically just a little bit over half of what we thought it was going to take to repair everything. And, and we all felt that that was fair, given that the boiler was still working. Obviously, it, it was kind of towards the end of its life. It was going to need to be replaced, but it wasn't like it was malfunctioning at the time. Um, and then, you know, obviously a credit to help uh, help get the balcony situation taken care of. And I think our client, his plan is to replace the boiler before this winter, right? Yep. Um, my yeah. understanding, yeah, they're going to get it replaced before this winter because the last thing you want to have to do is worry about uh, taking care of a boiler when it's snowing or cold outside when you actually need it. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that stops working in January out here, I mean, that becomes an emergency and... Yeah, and also frozen pipes, putting yeah, tenants frozen in hotels. Pipes, you're putting tenants in hotels. It's just way more headache than it needs to be. So take care of it now before uh, before the cold season hits. All right, and then financing. So this, yeah, this went through. Um, I mean, it was just bumpy. 
with the financing and that was just because of COVID. It was because of, yeah, because of the time and COVID and all that stuff. But luckily we've got some really, really good lending partners that we yeah. work with um, and a couple good brokers and those guys were on top of it and made this deal get to the closing table. So, yeah. And this is, uh, like I said, uh, we've always talked about lending is very important. And once COVID hit, um, you know, we have our residential lenders, we have our commercial lenders and some of our commercial lenders, their, you know, their, their banks or their lending partners they work with, they kind of like froze for a while. Yeah, their hands were just tied. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was just so much volatility and instability in the market that everyone just kind of hit the pause button for a little while. And that's that's why it's always good to have multiple lenders, multiple people go out there and see who's still doing, who's still got what terms. And so with this one, since this is a five unit above, this is going to be a commercial loan, which means it's going to be held by like a local bank or a credit union and not sold off to the bond market like a, a house act loan or, or a loan that's four units and less like a conventional loan. So when you get these loans, um, they're usually a five, seven or 10 year arm. And the longer the fixed rate period is, hey, if you get the interest rate fixed for five years versus interest rate fixed for 10 years, um, your interest rate is going to be higher for the longer period is fixed because that's something that bank's holding on to. Yep. There's just more risk yep. harm there. So looking at that and also looking at the prepayment penalty, because a lot of times with these loans, um, you know, people want to, when they get closer to the end of their fixed rate, might want to go out there and, and go and refinance again before it hits the end. Or sometimes, you know, if they go in here, raise the rents, add value, give it a couple years, let the market do its thing, possibly do a cash out refinance, or maybe go to an agency debt for a non-recourse loan. And so really, uh, a lot of things we look at in the commercial side is just, hey, what's the fixed length you want? And then what's the prepayment penalty? And for our investor, he went with a 10-year arm. And he wanted Which more was of that. Really impressive. That oh, we the were rate able to get that was great, especially with all the COVID stuff going on. I mean, yeah. I was really, really happy for that. Yeah, I think it was four percent, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we got it at four percent, thirty-year amortization um, with a one percent prepay prepayment penalty. So, I mean, really good terms there. Yeah, and and the other nice thing too, I believe, with that prepayment penalty, if he refinances or takes out debt again with the same lender, um, I believe they'll reduce or even waive that prepayment penalty. So that's another caveat there as well. Oh, nice. Yep. And the appraisal came in at above. It did come so in above. That's so that's always was nice. nice. And then we got the $25,000 seller concession. Now in these commercial loans, there's no PMI since you're not buying a house hack or you know residential property. And generally, you can't buy the interest rate down. It's just you talk to different banks and yep, say, here's, here's what we have. Yeah, everybody kind of gives you a term sheet and you, you pick the best one that yeah. fits your, your profile and, and what you're looking for. And for, you know, we had a couple term sheets. Uh, he had a couple five, seven year, ten arm options, and this was the the best fit for him. All right, so now we got the the spreadsheet on here. Again, we're using Joe Massey's rental spreadsheet. Now his spreadsheet's really designed for four units and less properties, but for just the sake of simplicity on the podcast and the website, we like to use this spreadsheet for multi as well, just because it it does a good enough job and a simple enough job to kind of go through numbers without doing a super detailed spreadsheet, which is, can be a little hard to digest over a podcast. That can be a lot to digest and take you down a couple different rabbit holes. So, Yeah, so we put it in here. And if you guys want to see these numbers, you can click the show note links, uh, and the screenshots will be in there, or you can always email me or Preston as well, and we'll get you out the information as well. So plug in here at 25% down payment, $1.4 million purchase price. We plugged in the seller credit to $25,000, uh, we put in $38,000 for the initial repair cost. And we also put in about uh, in the low 20s for all the acquisition cost. 
So total initial investment is about $380,000. So that was all in to buy this. And he got that 4% interest rate. And the other really nice thing about this is we were able to get this at 25% down, which a lot of banks right now still, I mean, it's difficult to find some that'll that'll do anything, you know, uh, below a 70% LTV. So yeah, good point. Um, That's, I mean, because that's 5%. That's a good chunk of money on, you know, on a $1.3 million, million, yeah, yeah, $1.4 house or house apartment building. So rental income, now in Joe's spreadsheet, he's got those four areas for rental income. So what we do here is in the unit one, we put all the rents, which there are $1,795. And unit two, is that for, was that for rubs or utilities? Yeah, that's rubs. Okay. Yep. So rubs, that's for, you know, uh, billing back utilities. So common gas, common water, things like that. Um, and 541, all of the building seems really low to me for rubs. Yeah, so there were uh, some tenants, and that was kind of one of the things that they'll work on now is uh, some tenants were paying some of their utilities, some weren't, and so that was going to be the upside for coming in and just getting the, the building managed properly and getting that sorted out. So, um, yeah, they'll get that taken care of with management. And that should bring in easily an extra few hundred dollars a month, I would think. Yep, absolutely. And what's the room there to, to raise the rents? Because we're basically you know 12800 across 11 units. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, probably between fifty and a hundred dollars a unit, um, okay. and depending on if they go in and rehab some stuff, I think the plan is not really to do much to the units, just because it's stable. Tenants are in there, um, you know, and obviously as the neighborhood and the area comes up, we'll we'll start to see those creep up a little bit. But um, yeah, this was just a nice, stable, turnkey, let it run. All right, now we're going into some operating expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, looking at management, um, typically we run all of our property management uh, around 8%, and that takes into account property management, some of the turn fees, things like that. Um, this building, uh, you know, on the, the multi-unit stuff, we run um, typically about 8% for repairs and maintenance. Um, so you'll see that, and obviously there's no HOA here. Running through the annual taxes and insurance. Um, so this is another interesting thing about this building. Uh, as we've seen a lot in Denver and Aurora and all the counties here in the metro area, taxes have been increasing at a pretty rapid rate um, over the last few years as we get new assessments uh, every two years here in in Colorado. So uh, real estate taxes on this is uh, $11,322 a year. Um, And this building just so happens to be slightly in the corner of a floodplain. So insurance was a little bit higher than we typically see for most of these, but still made the numbers work um, at $11,600 per year for um, property insurance. And running through some of the utilities, um, and this is, again, one of the areas that there's some upside with this building and and the rubs and, and utility bill back. So water and sewer, about $6,500 a year. Um, trash, $2,500 a year. Um, electric, uh, just under $6,500 a year. Is that for, I'm assuming, like gas and electric? Yep, gas and electric. Is it all like one gas meter and it was electric? Do you remember how it's metered? Uh, I don't 100% remember off the top okay. of my head. Um and then um, the nice thing about this building, and, and this is a little bit probably more than we'll typically see, but um, about $2,000 a year for landscaping. I know after we closed on the property, they went in and um, put down some some really nice bark and cleaned up the yard and all that kind of stuff. So there's not going to be a ton of landscaping and grass mowing. This will t- pretty much just be mostly snow removal. And is there a parking lot here? There is a parking okay. lot right behind. So they'll have to do a little bit of plowing and snow removal, but um, that's about it. Great. Now, there we go. Going to the uh, the cash flow tab on Joe's spreadsheet. Basically, it puts all the annual expenses about $65,000 a year. 
Subtract that from the gross rents and leaves an $86,400 a year NOI or net operating income. Subtract out the mortgage payments, so about 5000 bucks a month, leaves a cash flow of $26,000 and change. So, I mean, really good numbers here. 6.8% cash on cash return and, and a 6% cap rate. cap rate. I mean, we don't see those very often anymore, especially for like the, the bigger multis. Yep. We're definitely seeing the cap rates come down a little bit right now. Um, you know, obviously as we talk with our clients with interest rates where they are, there's definitely going to be some more room with that spread between cap rate and, and interest rates now. But um, I mean, I was really happy to see this pencil out right at a six cap. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I mean, these are really good numbers. Now, do you think that the market is shifting or is just just this, this property got caught in the middle of COVID and we were able to kind of get an extra few dollars off? I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. We, we got it at the right time. It had been on the market for, for a while. And I know the seller just wanted to get out of it. Um, and we, we had a buyer that was ready to do something, but obviously wasn't going to, you know, go out and buy something that didn't make sense. And, you know, whenever we looked at all the numbers and, and location and everything, it just fit the box. Um, and we were able to get a deal that worked for everybody. Great. And then just kind of wrap it up. I mean, what's the what's the long-term play for the investor, long-term plans for this property? Um, I mean, this is just going to be a long-term buy and hold for him. Um, you know, like we talked about, his plan is to to get some properties here in Denver um, in the metro area over the next few years and eventually relocate out here. And um, so, you know, this is just going to be one of those things where they'll go in, make sure, you know, maintenance is up to date, all that kind of stuff, and just let it do its thing. So nothing crazy, nothing sexy, but it's going to be a great property for, for our client. Yeah, especially the location. I just like it a whole lot because, I mean, you know, North, North Aurora, there's a lot of transitioning areas. And this is, I mean, this is almost across the street from like the Stanley Marketplace and that area. Like it's in it's a, literally blocks away. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you can walk there. It's there. So, um, you know, just being on the edge of that, that's a great area because that stuff's going to keep expanding out and you ride that growth. Plus, this is also an opportunity zone as well. So we've, you know, we've mentioned that quite a few times on podcasts. Now, our investor is not doing the actual opportunity zone, like investing to defer other capital gains. But you might as well ride the wave, right? Exactly. I mean, but other people are, it's going to funnel money into there. It's going to improve the area a whole lot. Or, I mean, it should, we should say. But Knock I mean, on wood. Yeah. <laughs> With our crystal um, ball that we wish we had. <laughs> exactly. Um, but hey, long-term hold, Ozones are usually like about a 10-year play. It's in a great location. There are a lot of like really new stuff in, uh, in Denver. Like, it's just a great long-term area. As you said, just ride the wave. And there's tons of activity going on over there just in the real estate world in general. So um, I think it's going to be a great, great opportunity. And, you know, just to reiterate, this was like a really good fit for our investor because as Preston said, you know, he's a new investor and he's also a long distance landlord. Um, so he wanted something that wasn't like a huge value add because he wanted to, you know, feel comfortable managing it a couple thousand miles away. Uh, we hooked him up with our property manager and she's just been doing a great job over there. Uh, he's very happy. I mean, so it's just, you know, it just, it, makes sense for his goals. It makes sense for his like current all the pieces, living situation. Yep, absolutely. All the pieces of the puzzle fell in place yeah. and this is a really, really good deal. And I feel like that's something, um, you know, well, I know, you know, spreadsheets don't kind of give that, that other color to it and that stuff. So it's always like to talk about that because, Hey, great. This spreadsheet might look good for this person, but it's not a good fit for the other person. So all of it's just really helping people. And we spend a lot of time with clients doing this. Hey, yep. let's really, Kind of pump the brakes for a little bit let's before we go out there in and, on what yeah. makes sense for you. What's the strategy? Where are we going? Let's throw, let's play devil's advocate. Let's ask you some questions. What about this? What about that? Here, here, here. And not just at this moment in time, but what are your longer term yeah. plans? What are you, what are you looking to accomplish in five, 10, 20, 30 years? And how can we make sure that we help you do that? Yeah. 
So if you guys have questions on this property, feel free to reach out. You can definitely uh, pick our brains. Or if you want to sit down and get investing into multifamily or you need help in clarifying your strategy, that's one of the big things that we've been doing a lot more of the last year as we're refining our, our systems and internal processes. And we know this has been a huge benefit for our clients. So do not be shy. Reach out, help you buy a property, help you put your game plan in place, and we'll go from there. Preston, thank you. And thank awesome you, job Chris. on this one. Appreciate it, man. This was a good one. Thank you.